Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Doing something, yeah. we'd be interested. We'd be 100%. interested. Atlanta Falcons fans would be interested in Michael Dick. So, welcome, welcome everybody. Sorry, we're a few minutes late, but happy to have you here. You can see that uh, Nick Kendall has a uh, a different locale. So, moving up in the world, out of the basement into the penthouse. Me, I'm still in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we have a shared office space. Uh, my wife's desk is behind me, so hopefully, it doesn't look. Too messy, and uh, the dog is in the kennel right next to me. I haven't let him out yet, so if you hear any whining, it's not my wife. It's probably it's me. It's, pr- it's, it might probably be- gonna, it's probably going to be me. So <laughs> the kids are at school, so the whining's coming from from this end right here. No whining to go on right now, though, uh, because all is well in Bronco land, as Mike Kliss would say. The Broncos rookie numbers just came out. Uh, things are progressing. The, we're over, like, what, 10 days now away from the draft class, so uh, – excited and we got some Broncos stuff to talk about it's a little bit auxiliary Broncos stuff but still let's get into everybody who's joining us right now obviously the since the group only went up gosh I don't know like 10 minutes ago um, we don't have the the best numbers in here but George is in the house so I'm actually up on time let's go well George thank you for joining us for Broncos for breakfast and the Jedi's hut is in here as well uh, hey guys well hello to you and uh, we have Jedi Hut saying Tim Tebow is better than Noah Fant let's Go well. That's awesome. Let's get let's get to it. Let's do the matters of business, guys. This is Broncos for breakfast. We're going to be joining you typically on time, uh, exactly at eight o'clock Mountain Time today. A little bit late, but that's okay. In the general vicinity, the air bars, if you will. Um, and uh, you guys can follow the mothership at Mile High Huddle. That can do us a heck of a lot of good. Also, check out the merchandise store. I'm wearing my Mile High Insiders hat right here. It's kind of looking pretty good. The the nice blue there. With the- you can't spell swag wrong. Because uh, swag is an acronym. It means something. Oh, man. Take that up with Chad. He, he so means now hard. What the, what the hell does SCH, what's the CH stand for? Swag means something. It's, it's like it's like saying NFL and adding in NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to give Chad a hard time. He's been he's been on the, the swag train for a bit. So that's a hilarious, uh, hilarious observation. We got. Scott's also a YouTube page, guys. Go check it out. He has a lot of content on there. And if you guys comment or interact with him at all on his YouTube page, he will get back to you. So watch the video and heck, you might learn something. I know I have going over to Scott's channel. So youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. Again, this is Broncos for Breakfast. And you guys can find us on Twitter as well. You can follow me at Nick Kendall MHH and Scott at Scout Kennedy, S-C-O-U-T. Also, guys, I'm going to drop. I started a new series, Nick, uh, Best Evers. So I started it with uh, doing with recruiting, talking sums, but I want to start doing with guys like you as well with, you know, you know, what's your all Broncos team? I think that could be mm. fun. Your favorite yeah. moments, all those type. And then let's have people come in 
and, uh, and, and comments. So I want to go team by team, but we just started it yesterday, did it with Brandon Huffman, talking about the best players we'd seen, the best high school teams we'd seen, which isn't a huge scale of audience, but it's, it's fun. We, we enjoy doing that kind of stuff. So, um, But good morning, everybody, uh, and uh, good afternoon. If you are from overseas, it is already afternoon, and I know we got some, some uh, Broncos Nation is worldwide. So good morning, good afternoon, good night. That's what I said to my son after he watched three pitches go by on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we got Marty coming in here. Good morning. Hope all is well in Broncos country. We got higher learning. Good morning from Hawaii. I've never been higher learning. You have to let me know. Uh, tickets are actually pretty cheap from Seattle. And uh, I don't know how long we'll be in Seattle, but I definitely want to go to go there before we move out. We got Mike coming in here. Mike 5.56. Hopefully that's a grade point average, Mike. Good morning, guys. It's my 40s. Um, and- at least it used to be. It used to be my 40. Now it might be on a shuttle. Oh, uh, higher learnings has a... Uh, Chad probably doesn't know what uh, swag means in the uh, Urban Dictionary, but uh, thank you for letting us know, uh, Higher Learnings. Uh, with Jamal Killings in here, Jamal is always joining us. Good morning to you, Jamal. One of my favorites coming in, Ann Rivera. Good morning to Ann. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott, and Broncos Country. James and Goni coming in here. Go Broncos, Denver Broncos for life. And also, if you guys see, I dropped Scott's uh, sub-confirmation here over on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you guys follow that. If you're on a a desktop, that will auto uh, subscribe you. And I don't like the word subscription because that makes you think you're paying for something. No, it's just a follow. Uh, You can even mute me. I just need to get to a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) You can mute notifications. I don't care. I just, once I get to that 1000, because I I have so much evergreen content on there that uh, the stuff that I do from January could pop up and get a lot of views. And, uh, and once you get to a thousand, you can start monetizing that. And that'll be a big help for me. Yeah, absolutely. Guys check out Scott's work there. Um, and we got Victor Rio saying, good morning guys. We got Facebook user, whoever you are, but uh, morning from the hated chiefs kingdom. I'll be honest, guys. I dislike the chiefs immensely, but I have family who are chiefs fans. North central Missouri is where a lot of my family's from. So I don't hate the chiefs as much, but the Raiders, I mean, I've never met a Raider fan I like. So, uh, karaoke, Chris, come in here. What up, fellas? And uh, we got a couple questions in here for you, Scott. Um, who is your team? Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> Blues. Chelsea. Chelsea is my favorite team. Atlanta Braves. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm lifelong Atlanta sports. So, um, you know, you, as you get older, I don't know, your priorities change a little bit. I'm not nearly as passionate. I almost I, – I threatened to quit a job one time when they said I couldn't go to uh, – to uh, to uh, an Auburn Florida game in Gainesville, I'm like, no, I'm I'm going to the game. So you guys figure it out. If you want me to come back Monday, let me know. <laughs> now I'd be like, I, I won't even go across the street. It's too much of a hassle to go to these games. So, which is a question I wanted to have for everybody. The schedules get released on Wednesday. Yes. Do you care? I mean, it, who is this a big deal for? I mean, is it for if, is it for you that you want to plan to go to the games? Or, or that type of stuff because, you know, we, there's not like a traveling away support like there is, you know, in England and soccer where this, the whole country is the size of the state of Georgia. You know, we don't – I'm not going to Seattle. You know, I might – you might plan one trip. You know, you might do one road trip with your with your your your, your friends. But, you know, does do you really care? Are you interested? Um, if so, tell me why because I'm interested because I don't care. I'm not going to the games. I'll find out when – I don't even know when they're on until Friday – Oh, crap. It was last night. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and we got James coming in here, I believe, with the uh, stars. We don't have a uh, producer working in the background, so I only have the stream yard up and running. But uh, thank you, James, for the star con- contributions here, I'm I'm assuming. Um, and uh, George is poking you here, saying uh, anybody else thinks City wins the UCL? 
It does seem like City is the betting well, favorite. Everybody thinks City wins yeah. the UCL. <laughs> but you never know. Um, I'll ask you this. Just uh, We'll go down the soccer path. Just one instance. Who was the more unlikely winner? Chelsea this year or Chelsea in 2012 when they beat Bayern? Because nobody thought they were going to beat Bayern in 2012. I think that if they were to win it this year, if you go back six months, you'd say, you'd say Chelsea, are you kidding me? Um, whereas if you were six months before that, you know, Chelsea was a powerful team, had sniffed several finals, had gotten robbed. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at AlliantEnergy.com slash assessment out of a couple finals yeah. that it wasn't so much of a surprise that they'd be in it and could win it. Now, if you're talking about one game now before the game, this Chelsea team is given a better chance to beat city than that Chelsea team was given against Bayern Munich in Munich. So yeah. um, I, I would, I would hedge that, that this is a bigger underdog story on the whole, but that game was a bigger underdog game match. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm a, uh... One of my best friends is from Munich. He's a big Bayern fan, and we watched that game together, and it got a little heated. You know, just a little little temper flying, just two passionate guys. You know, that's what, what, what happens sometimes. So uh, let's get into what the main topic is here today, because while it is auxiliary Broncos-related, it's still, I mean, people still talk about him all over Broncos Twitter, social media, et cetera, and that is Tim Tebow back in the NFL. Uh, absolutely crazy to me. He's got a chance at baseball. He's out now, and his co- old former coach at uh, University of Florida, Urban Meyer brings him in to be a tight end question mark. Uh, Scott, what are your thoughts here? And obviously we can go back a ways because you've been doing this for a bit. Obviously you remember Tebow during the, the heyday and you're talking about favorite memories earlier, or favorite moments. I'm not, it's not the best moment in Broncos country, but that Demarius Thomas slant and the Pittsburgh Steelers game talk about long shots, man, I, uh, it still doesn't make sense how that game happened, but here we are. So uh, Tim Tebow back in the so, NFL. Scott. So what you he drafted about 2011, I think it was the 2011 draft because Demarius Thomas was the um, I was actually doing some work with NFL Network at the time and was on TV comparing him to Dallas Clark. Hmm. Um, and he was the, – their size is similar. Dallas is a little bit bigger. Um, but their, their, uh, their explosion – they both had like 38-inch verticals. Uh, Tim Tebow, ironically, had a 6'6'6 L cone. 
<laughs> like the man sold his soul. We, we figured it out yeah. right there, which is elite. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, and, and 10 inch hands, you know, yeah. he had hands like baskets. I'm like, this guy needs to go the Dallas Clark route. I mean, Dallas was always a tight end, but I, I've been pushing for this move since he was going to draft it. I went so far as to say, you know, the, the host, Paul Burmeister, I think said something like, you know, his agent won't hear that. It was like, well, his agent should hear that. Cause Dallas Clark went in the first round and Tim Tebow's not gonna. And he did. Yeah. Um, but he was a fur, but this is, it's 10 years too late. So, you know, that, that's what I think is, is this, he, he was 10 years too late, but the thought process since then was that he took a beating at Florida. He yeah. took a beating at Florida that I don't think he, he was, was ready to play that position, you know, maybe physically. And, and he's not now, this is a, he, I'll, I'll be shocked. If he's on the 53 man roster, I will be shocked. Um, there's no harm in bringing him in. You know, what's it going to cost you? What's the big deal? The, the guy is going to work harder than anybody. Um, you know, here comes a, a, an old dude, 33 years old, who's going to come in and outwork your, your, your 22-year-old rookies. Uh, he'll set an example in, uh, in, in off-season workouts. You're not going to pay him anything. You know, he's not gonna, it's not going to cost your franchise anything. So what's the big deal? Um, besides the fact that it's Tim Tebow when people are mad that, that this, this guy keeps getting chances. He's not getting it. This isn't a chance. If he lines up, if he lines up on week one for a single play, I'll be shocked. And and frankly, if he does, he will have earned it. So you know, he didn't get promoted to the Mets for you know, just like Michael Jordan didn't move above Double A, you know, playing yeah. baseball with the Birmingham Barons. This is a celebrity type of thing, and yeah. get something out of it for Tim Tebow because Tim Tebow will come in there and work. It'll be like having another strength coach. He was breaking leg press records at Florida as a freshman quarterback. I mean, he was 20 years old, but he was, as a freshman quarterback, he was breaking, breaking leg press records. He's going to go in there, and, and to me, it's, it's, it's like bringing in another strength coach. So, fine, for a couple of months. Why not? Uh, it's offseason. You know, his SEC gig doesn't – he's not playing baseball. His SEC uh, television gig doesn't kick back up for another <clears throat> couple of months. This is something for him to do. You get the feeling he gets bored easy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And we got Ann coming in saying, uh, this is a PR stunt to sell tickets. And we had, uh, who was it? Somebody they, sold out. they don't, they don't need to sell tickets. Yeah. You know, maybe you get a Jacksonville Jersey, but with this as Tebow on it now, you know, they're, they're, they, they basically already sold out because of, uh, Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Meyer that they yeah. don't need to sell tickets. They're no. they're You know, this is a new beginning for them. I, yeah. I honestly think, can he, can he, can he help the team? Yeah. But not on the field. Not See, on the field. He's not gonna. He's not gonna be on the field. And I, I agree with you there. But I do think that maybe I'm me. This is me being a little bit too big brain here. But I've always, and I, I did it in like video games. So maybe this is going way back. I've been influenced here. But I always thought that having a quarterback that was better between the twenty or between the twenties, and then ha- having a red zone option is something that you could look at in the NFL. And we've kind of seen that happening recently with the New Orleans Saints. And Sean Payton's one of the best offensive innovators in the NFL. And having a quarterback who can tuck and run like a fullback size body and when the when the we have less room to work with uh, there, I always thought was a decent option. And uh, we got higher learnings in my brain here uh, saying I feel like Urban Meyer is thinking of using uh, using him like a slow Taysom Hill. So well, I'll, I'll I go back to what I originally I'll go back to what I originally said. It's, it's 10 years too late. Yeah. You know, he's 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 done at that level. Uh, you know, you're not going to see the, the the Tim Tebow from Florida. And, and yeah. you know, he's he's one of the best college football players of all time, without a doubt. I mean, he probably accounted for 300 touchdowns in mm. his time at Florida between rushing 
I mean, the man broke Herschel Walker's rushing touchdown record. And, you know, I don't care if they were all from three yards. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but that, that, that's not Tim Tebow anymore. You know, no. when's the last time he, he, he strapped on pads and took a hit? Which, on the flip side of that, you might say, well, that might be good for him. His body's in probably the best shape that it's ever been because he's been hitting baseballs instead of taking punishment. Maybe. I'm not buying it. I don't, I don't see this as anything other than um, a, a motivational speaker. They're bringing in Matt Farley. You know, except Tim Tebow lives in a penthouse instead of a van down by the river. <laughs> Matt Foley. Foley, Matt Foley. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Matt Foley. Uh, so we got uh, Mike556 coming in here saying uh, Tebow finally gave in. Can't be good. Good mascot, though. Uh, well, that's a good point, Mike. And I think it's a good point. At the, at the very least, I mean, there's negatives, right? Like you talk about bringing him in and setting the culture, but you're also really creating a PR kind of circus, right? Like the media stuff that's going to surround that. And for a new coach coming in there, how entrenched is your culture? Is that going to be a distraction for the players in there? And obviously, you know, Tebow would say, you know, something like, Oh, let's, I'm about the team, whatever. But like, it still is going to bring in extra eyeballs and pressure and weird circumstances. Which can be good because, you know, if we, you know, we go back to talking about soccer, if there was relegation, Jacksonville wouldn't have a franchise. You know, this is, yeah. This is a team they've had some up and down success, but you know they're they're a, a, a no market draw. They don't draw well at the stadium. You know they've been threatened to move several times. So having yeah. some extra eyeballs and a distraction. So PR stunt. I get it, yeah. but you know I honestly think of it more as like you, you know we're bringing in an extra strength coach mm-hmm. um, who can come in and, and work out with the guys, and and he can help. He can he can absolutely help with that. You know he's yeah. he's he's going to be positive. He's not going to be a negative influence. And if he takes some of the spotlight away that's going to be shining on Trevor Lawrence as a new quarterback, as the number one guy, and all of a sudden people are talking about Tebow and, and, and Trevor can just can progress, can, can, can progress on his own without the, the, the spotlight of being the, the generational talent, the number one, then Tebow's are mission accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> he's, already, he's already taken some of the spotlight off Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. And I wanted to give a shout out again to Mike. Thank you for the $2 super. Uh, hopefully with stuff like that, Chad won't uh, wake up late and be like, oh, I need to set up the stream. He'll he'll be like, oh, we've got to make that money. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, for helping us out there. We got Jeremy coming in here. The Kirk Cousins look alike with that pearly whites there. Good morning, fellas. Good morning to you, Jeremy. Diamond Rattler. I saw I saw Diamond gave Chad a, a really cool uh, Broncos handmade gift. Or, yeah, handmade gift. So uh, shout out to you, Diamond. Um, I'm over here in Seattle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, thank you, man. That's really appreciated. Um, we got Run NASCAR 3D. Am I late? You're just on time, right? Uh, we were Run late. NASCAR D is never, never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. Um, so little Lord of the Rings nerd there for you guys. Um, and Tebow can run the Wildcat. See, that's I think he's going to play tight end, right? And you can get some usage out of him. But if like Trevor Lawrence, you know, he is real thin. And I don't want my franchise quarterback doing some of the running stuff that Urban Meyer does historically. So I'm putting Tebow out there sometimes in some looks like if I have to play him, that's kind of a sacrificial lamb because I'm not letting I'm not running quarterback power with Trevor Lawrence. You're not, right? you're like, not doing it on the preseason anyway. If he makes the no, 53 sure. man roster, I'll be shocked. I will yeah. be shocked if, yeah. he, if he makes a 53 man roster. Um, yeah. You can you can you can have a running back run the Wildcat. You know, sure. or you can have a I'm sure one of those wide receivers that they have played quarterback in high school. You know, so. You know, they're they're not going to run him out. They're not going to run Trevor Lawrence out there to be taking big shots in the preseason anyway. No. So, like I said, this is an offseason move. Um, yeah. You know, uh, set a good example. Show these guys how to work. Appreciate you. Here's a $50,000 check. 
And, you know, he's from Nice. He went to Nice High School in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, just Or a suburb of Jacksonville, uh, which is right there. And, you know, so he's a, a legend among Gators. He's a hometown guy. He's not doing anything. Why don't you come work out with us? Have to give yeah. you a contract because of, you know, that's what, it's, it, that's what it says. Can't, can't let you on the field without a contract. Here's a contract for the minimum. Come work out with us. All right. I'm not doing anything. I'll be over there in 20 minutes. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's not a big deal to me. It's just, it's not a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, we got run NASCAR 3D saying, does Tebow have speed or hands? I mean, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but if you compare him to quarterbacks, he ran a 471 yard 40, which is in the 70th, sixth percentile, which is okay. It's okay. So I'm going to actually tease it down here to tight end. And uh, what would his forty-yard dash be for a tight end? Not bad, sixty-eighth percentile. So, uh, yeah, and his and his his change of direction was elite. His his mm-hmm. six six six. Remember that number. His his six second uh, Elcone was is elite. That's corner numbers. So his change of directions mm-hmm. was really good. His strength is off the charts. Uh, like I said, he was setting leg press records at Florida as a freshman. Um, so he, he's he's super strong. So it, it always made sense. That's why I said yeah. in two thousand eleven. Go play tight end, kiddo. That that that's where you belong. Uh, yeah. it's Ten years too late for him to actually make an impact on the field. Yep, that's unfortunate. I mean, do you think he'd have been a good linebacker too? Heady guy, um, pretty physical. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I could see him filling some gaps for for, for sure. And, and a fullback, you know, he yeah. he would have been, he was basically a lead fullback, uh, except that he was taking the snaps under center instead of being dotting the eye in a, yeah. an eye formation or being the the B back in a in a wishbone. I mean, that's yeah. that's who he was. He could yep. throw. He could absolutely throw. He threw for four thousand yards. He set all kinds of records in high school. He yeah. just didn't have the NFL throw. But, but that yeah. doesn't take away anything from what he did prior to getting to um, prior to getting to the, to the NFL. You know, people. You don't. You don't do. I, I kind of say it's like Danny Warfel. You know, Danny Warfel was a phenomenal college quarterback. Don't take anything away from what who he was in college because he wasn't an NFL guy. So what? He was a great college quarterback, and that and that was a ceiling for him, and that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, that's a that's a good point there, and I want to pivot this now, um, real quick. You, and you're not as much of a you're an NFL historian more than a Broncos historian, but I've seen some comments here saying Atiba, the best uh, quarterback the Broncos have drafted. I know that he won the playoff game, and we had that crazy 2011 year, which. Honestly, the Broncos don't get Peyton Manning if you don't have that year with Tebow. Kind of all roads lead to that 2012 Peyton Manning coming in here. Um, So thank Tebow for that. But uh, if I had to pick from what I've seen, the best Broncos quarterback drafted, it had to be Jay Cutler. I know that he was unpopular a little bit there at the end. And, uh, you know, because he got he was the guy who got away, they traded him. But uh, he had a pretty good career carved out. It's unfortunate he didn't uh, put in more work into it. I don't think he loved the process as much, but he had unbelievable talent and he was a franchise quarterback there for a while. What did did the Broncos get for him when they traded him? I think they got two firsts and a a third, two firsts and a third, and they gave up a fifth. And, uh, I think it was two firsts and a third. So, I mean, that's talk about value. You guys should know, should have it ingrained in your head. The the phrase I used about Cutler since he was in college, the dumbest smart guy I ever watched. Yeah. He just, and that 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 was tough, you know. When your when your decision making is poor, it's tough to become an elite quarterback. And that's where, but but from a tools perspective, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he had it all for sure. Yeah, no. If uh, if you grade Drew Locke on the out of ten scale, he'd probably be like an arm talent athleticism at like a seven point five to an eight. Jay Cutler would be like at a nine to nine point five. That arm popped. It was. It's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. It played out the way it did. But uh, I mean, look at that 
I was a numbskull at that point. I was probably in middle school. Still am a numbskull, but more so now. Or uh, more, yeah, definitely years. worse. You know, I, yes, I, exactly. I, I, did, I did ages seven to seven. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. In the 80s. Oh, I know yeah. all 80s. Very formative <laughs> years for me. <laughs> but I remember being in that draft and I was like, okay, if the Broncos are getting a quarterback, I, I loved Plummer, but like if they're getting a quarterback, the guys to go with are Matt Leinert and Vince Young. Well, they those guys in the NFL, I guess Mike Shanahan knew a little bit more than me because Matt Leinert and Vince Young, I mean, even though Jay Cutler did not have the career you'd want, um, much better, <laughs> much better career. Um, so let's pivot this here. I think this is an interesting uh, topic as well. We're talking about Jay Cutler, um, Tim Tebow. So Tim Tebow played in the NFL for a long time. And when he came in, a lot of people described him as this project. He wasn't raw, but he was a project. And I kind of want to pivot that. And he never really developed, right? Like the throwing motion was still weird. He wasn't in his time, uh, but he was not raw. He just had bad mechanics. And I'm curious if you if this can pivot over to Drew Locke as, as well, because he has some mechanical issues, mainly in the, the lower body mechanics, the footwork, um, that uh, people are saying, oh, he's raw. He needs time. Well, Another guy who has a lot of SEC starts, some questionable mechanics that might be too ingrained right now to really tear down and build back up. He might, he might be, I mean, he'll get better, but he might be what he is from a mechanical process point, especially with the footwork and the base. You're not changing mechanics at 23 years old. Um, when I, you know, when they're talking about the pro day, when, when Tim Tebow was having his pro day, they were talking about, oh, he's worked with the throwing guru, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just throw all that out the window. The personnel people can't be this stupid. If you don't like him now, you're not ever going to like him because the way you throw, he's thrown, he's been playing since he was, you know, 23, he's been playing quarterback for 15 years. You're going to revert to form under pressure. You might be able to 
you can make adjustments to a swing when you're playing baseball. Mm-hmm. You can make, you know, where, and it's mostly how you start, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to widen my stance a little bit. Or I'm going to hold my hands a little higher. But basically once you let those hands go, it goes, you are who you are. And you don't, you don't fix mechanics at that level. You are who you are. Um, and, yeah. and to say that he was going to. So if it's a, you know, I, I've said before on here, like I still can't believe Philip Rivers was ever a quarterback. His mechanics are so bad. Uh, yeah. You never take him. Oh, watch Philip Rivers. You need to throw like him. No, but he was effective. So you, you're not going to fix that throwing motion. Do you like what you've got or not? If no, then you got to pass. So now can you get better with decision-making? Yes. Can you get better with your reads? Yes. Can you get more comfortable? All that stuff, yes. Mechanics at this level, you are who you are. It's not going to change. Yeah, I think it can be harnessed a little bit, but that's maybe that's a little bit of a conversation also with uh, Justin Fields. It's not the best throwing motion and versus somebody. Not bad, it's not bad. It's a little <laughs> bit elongated. It's a little, I think I thought it was a little elongated and he's had a lot of reps versus somebody like Trey Lance, who is more of a ball of clay. And if there is some sort of mechanical issue, he might be easier to, to coach out of him. He had a throw one time where I was watching. I'm like, he played baseball. I could, yeah. he had, and I looked it up. It was like, oh yeah, high level baseball. I'm like, yeah, I, I could tell just with what the certain throw he had that he was, a, he was a baseball player because, um, you know, they teach you to get long. You know, you mm-hmm. want to be when you're when you're pitching, and all these guys are quarterbacks pitch. You want to be as long as possible. You don't want to throw it from from here. You know, I had a kid playing for me. His dad's saying he's throwing it from here. I'm like, he's playing flag football all summer. You know, <laughs> I'm like, he's throwing it like a quarterback. He's throwing it out of his ear hole. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so it, it's 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 different. You say, I don't when you're pitching. I don't care how long your release is. Get as long as you possibly can. That, as long as that thing's coming out of there hot and with accuracy, that's all that matters. Um, but uh, you're, you're not you're not fixing you're not fixing mechanics. You're you're not yeah. you're not you're not fixing someone's mechanics at the, at this level. You can make small little tweaks, but Tim Tebow wasn't raw. He had a big old loopy release. Yeah. You know, and, and as soon as he was on the run under any kind of a pressure, that release got full windmill. You know, yep. so and that 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 you're going back to your instincts. You're going back to like I said, you are who you are at that point. And you might be able to fake it for, I'm going to throw it out of my ear, out of my ear hole 10 times at a, in a controlled setting. But once, once the whistle blows, it's going back to the norm. Yep. And that's something, uh, one of my, one of my favorite uh, football analysts, draft analyst, uh, Ben Solak talked about the Trey Lance plan for any team that takes him where you don't want him, you don't want him to be too early. Like, Oh, can you play a quarterback too early? Well, yes and no. But the big thing is you want to give them the the path to succeed, the decision-making. And if you put a guy like that out there too early, then they're going to revert into some of those bad habits and uh, rely on those and learn that those work. So instead of getting to that second read, third read, reading the defense, he's going to tuck and run. And you don't want him to do that. So there is something there about the, how you are establishing mechanics and just patterns of behavior in general. Um, so let's say hello to a little bit of people coming in here. Ernie Mays, uh, one of our Big supporters here always coming in and chiming in over on Facebook. Hello, Nick and Scott. Go Broncos country. Hello to you, Ernie. Good morning. We got Malcolm Brown still in Ogden, Kansas. Uh, hello to your grandchildren, Malcolm, and a home of the Wildcats and my wild grandchildren. Um, and then we got Steven Baumgartner coming in here over in Nebraska saying, hey, guys, Drew Locke is my quarterback, dropping the $5 super. Really do appreciate you uh, for that. Steven always coming in and showing us support. We got George saying he's with Steven too. So, I mean, best case scenario, guys. That's uh, George or Drew Lock is the guy. So we'll see. We're fixing to find out, as they say. We got Gary Leeds coming in here, maybe with the stars. I need to figure out the producer side of things here. Um, so that way we can see. But either way, 
Gary, thank you very much. And Mike, come on over on YouTube uh, with the Mike Gibbons with the $5 Super. We appreciate you a heck of a lot keeping the lights on in here. Um, so that's going to be great. And Mike, coming in again, two times today, double dipping for breakfast, a double shot of espresso, if you will. Mike, 5.56 with $5 Super. I agree with Steven. Drew had everything stacked against him last year. He's going extra hard this offseason. I dread seeing Teddy. Well, Mike, um, I think from based on what I've gathered, I think the the plan is to have a quarterback battle with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And if it's at all close, it's going to be Drew Locke. They would rather go with Drew Locke, the younger guy, the more perceived trajectory upside. But uh, if Drew Locke doesn't take care of the football, it's going to be Teddy. That's the biggest thing. This is a defensive-oriented team. Um, it's a team that is built to control, take the air out of the ball, so to speak. I mean, you got two great running backs. Mike Munchak coached offensive line. And again, the defensive personnel is as, as good on this team since 2016. I mean, people say 2015, but that 2016 defense was pretty good. I mean, they won nine games or seven, eight games with Trevor Simeon. I mean, good, good God. Like that's a good defensive team. Um, so uh, we'll see what happens, but it's going to come down to turnovers. So we'll see. Well, Unless they're Aaron Rodgers. And going back to your comment about can you play a quarterback too early, for me, that's all about the offensive line. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. necessarily – it's not even necessarily the turnovers, but it's are you going to get him, you know, are you going to yeah. get him the hell beat out of him? You know, because then you're gunshot. You know, then you don't want a quarterback there who's nervous. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's who's afraid – gunshot is not the word I'm looking for, but there's something where they're, you know, they're antsy. They're jumping in the pocket because they've gotten crushed. Um, but, you know, if you can protect him – you can live with the wins and losses. You can live with the turnovers as long as he's not getting just beat up. So if your offensive line is okay, you can play a quarterback early. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. And I, I, I really dislike the cliche that a young quarterback's best friend is a running back. No, it's the offensive line. No, Keep no, them it's the CLL. They don't, the, yes. the, the quarterback, the quarterback doesn't buy Rolexes for the running backs. You know, yeah. he, he treats, he treats his, the five guys in front of him to, to steak dinners, you know, yeah. once a week that, that those are his best friends. You know, yep. a running game, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because but that's still to me, that's dependent on your on your offensive line. So 100%. you know, 100%. that's that it's it's your OL. They're they're best those those those, those fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred pounds in front of him, those are his best friends. Yep. I'm with you a lot a hundred percent there. And uh if I could do a Broncos hindsight redraft, I'm really happy about Javante Williams coming in here, but uh, Tevin Jenkins going a few picks later uh, after the Juwan James injury. I'd feel a little bit better about this team, but I'm really, I'm either way. I'm happy to have Javante Williams. They'll figure it out. The old ball coach, uh, Mike Munchak has done uh, more with less before. So is what it is. So can we, can we pivot a little bit about, uh, you know, Jake Plummer talking about, you know, we mentioned Jake Plummer. We mentioned Drew Locke and, and Jake had some comments about, about Drew Locke and, you know, and, and my, my question wasn't, and and Zach got into this a little bit last night on the mile high podcast isn't necessarily, you know, yes, you should back your quarterback, however you want to think about that. But it's it's when people start defining fans that I start to bristle a little bit. You know, if you're a real Broncos fan, you know, you know I, I've been here longer than you, dude, and I'll be here a lot longer when you're gone. And these guys, it's a job to them. You know, it's, it's, it's for Drew Locke, it's a job. For, for, for George Payton, it's a job. For mm-hmm. all these guys, it's a job. They're, they're going to be playing for somewhere else, I promise you. This is light. This is our lives. You know, this is as a supporter, we're, we're Broncos. We're fans for life. Yep. And, you know, so, you know, don't don't tell me what I can and can't do as a fan. That's that's not your business. Um, now, me as a fan, 
if you are showing good effort and good attitude, just like my kids that I coach, I've got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to, that's not going to keep me from saying that he's not good enough. You know, if a player is not good enough, then, then he's not good enough. We need to upgrade this position. We, this is something we need to address in the draft. This is something we need to address in free agency. I won't get all over a player if he's showing good, you know, for, I won't down him. I won't dog a player if he's showing good effort and attitude. If they've got bad attitude and bad effort, I don't care if they're having success. D'Angelo Hall is the only Falcon I absolutely rooted against in my entire life. And I've seen some bad football because yeah. he had a horrible attitude. His teammates hated him. And, um, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't want, I, I would dog him on the team, but it didn't have anything to do with success. But you could say, you know, we've been through our ups and downs. And it, yeah. all, all fans have. That it's not up to Jake Plummer to tell me what makes me a good Broncos fan or a good fan of anybody. Uh, just because. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Because I don't necessarily think a quarterback is good enough or a position is good enough. That's my right as a fan. Sorry. Yep, yep you are 100% right. And that's a gatekeeping. Gatekeeping fans are the most annoying. You oftentimes, sometimes you'll see it with male fans, with females. Well, name the quarterback in 1995. Doesn't You don't have to name the quarterback in 1995 to be a fan. Are you kidding me? There are different ways to fan. If you're putting any sort of emotional investment, investment financial investment, time investment in a team, you can fan however the heck you want. Now there is there are obviously some lines you you shouldn't cross. You know, like harassing the players, et cetera, et cetera. Like there, there are lines to not cross. But as far as I'm concerned, the only gatekeeping that should be done is keeping out gatekeepers themselves, right? So if you can fan however you want, um, you just need to have a little bit of uh, I guess nuance and perspective and understand that uh, things change and uh, we we all want the same thing, right? We want this Broncos team to be as good as possible. Um, I guess you're seeing it more in the NBA than you are in the NFL, but there are some fans who are more 
player fans than team fans. And I guess we saw it with Tebow as well. Uh, talking back to our original uh, conversation here, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a different conversation, but if we can come to the table and agreeing that we want the best thing for this team, um, the Broncos, and even if we have different opinions on how to get there, that's the, that's the basis that's of okay. it all. That, that should be fine. That's okay. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I always call them doing the college stuff. I call those guys, the defenders of the program. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, you know, they, they answer everything with, well, trust the coaches. Well, like, and that was like, well, they know, they know more than you. Well, yeah, they do. That doesn't mean they're going to be right. You know, you show me the coach, you know, when these guys get fired in three years, cause they basically all do. Yeah. And we're dogging them. I'm a Hawkeye fan. We've only had two coaches since like the eighties. Yeah. You don't count. You, you don't count. We're Steelers, you know, Steelers fans, you guys can take yeah. a hike too. That black uh, and gold. But, but you know, most teams are switching over coaches five years at, at best, you know, and the guy before him was an idiot because nobody changes jobs. You don't upgrade like you do in college. Yeah. You know, you don't say, Oh, we're going to go after Mike Tomlin to be the next Dallas Cowboys coach. Cause he's really good coach. That, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. So I call them defenders. Of the, trust the coaches. I trust the coaches to do what they think is right. I don't trust the coaches to be right because that's not trust. That's blind faith. And yep. I don't have it. <laughs> God, you're, you're preaching to the choir here. I think there's a difference between having hope and uh, having faith and also analyzing things as with the information that you're presented. Me as a, somebody who supports the Broncos, best case scenario, Drew Locke takes a almost an unprecedented leap becomes a top 10 quarterback and the Broncos have their franchise quarterback with a team that's ready to go. I mean, other than, other than the quarterback position right now, as Drew Locke was last year, this team is built to contend with almost anybody outside the quarterback position. Um, so that would, uh, that would change things in best case scenario. Drew Locke is that guy, but I'm not going to sit here and, you know, pump smoke or not question things and be a, a hater. I'm going to tell you what I see and what I think. And, uh, because I'm looking to be the best analyst possible and, uh, you know, give you guys the facts. And if you're looking for somebody to, you know, the a fan club to blow smoke up you and say like, Oh, Javante Williams is going to be the next, uh, gosh, um, Emmett Smith, uh, Garrett Bowles is next Orlando pace, uh, Patrick Sertan, the next champ Bailey. Uh, I'm sorry guys, this year, uh, you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy for you. I'm going to tell it, tell it to you like it is. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong, but, uh, as Scott would say, uh, let me first prove that I'm wrong before yeah, you, you dog me first. <laughs> exactly. So oh, let's, let's and, get Malcolm. And Malcolm, appreciate you coming in. Yeah, Malcolm, uh, do the Broncos have more non-contact injuries than other teams? And I'm just going to get into this with you, Malcolm. Uh, no, the answer is no. They would have about a regular uh, norm- amount of non-contact injuries. I think the an injuries tend, outside of the Chargers franchise, uh, tend to normalize year to year. They're just kind of random events. Now, if you do have a bunch of soft t- tissue injuries, you can point to the strength and conditioning coach, but stuff with like Achilles, ACLs, whatever, those are just uh, unfortunate acts that can happen to anybody. Um, you'd hope this year that the Broncos would have better injury luck, but it's kind of like the gambler's fallacy, right? Like overall, they should regress to the mean, but every single year, the odds reset, the the deck reshuffles. You know, you have a chance of rolling a one or a six every time you roll the die. So uh, we'll see, but uh, I hopefully the Broncos won't have the injuries like they had last year because that really did hold this team back. And I mean, losing your number one defensive player in Von Miller before the season even starts and uh, getting about half of a game of your best offensive player in Cortland Sutton. You're not going to win many football games that way. Quarterback be damned. I mean, if you're losing your best players, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. And there's, I'm just reading through some of the comments on here. It's like uh higher learning says, I think ACL tears can be prevented. If you figure out how. Yeah, please. You'll be a gazillionaire. Um, you know, cause the, 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 the scariest, the single scariest play you'll see when you're watching a game and someone's down, 
They go back and show a replay when nobody touched them. Yeah. The non-contact, when they go down, something on their body just went. And that's the scariest one. And you're hoping it's a hamstring or you're hoping it's a muscle injury. Um, Because if they go down when nobody touched them, something bad is happening. Uh, Unless it's soccer, you know. (laughs) Those are the scariest ones. You know, you could just be running along. Um, you know, and, and warm up, something goes. So if, if there's yeah. a way to prevent them, you know, obviously I wouldn't say prevent, you know, by being in absolute peak condition and flexibility and hydration and all that stuff plays into it. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, those are fairly common, but it, I don't think there's, there's, I don't think there's any way to prevent, prevent the non-contact injuries that happens. And, and frankly, these guys, are such finely tuned machines now with, with the muscle mass that they have on that you see more of them. You know, it's, it's not the guys that are smoking cigarettes at halftime. Like it was in the fifties, you know, they're, yeah. they weren't pulling muscles all the time because they didn't have nearly the muscles. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Jay Cutler, smoking Jay Cutler out here, but, but we got Jeremy Sean coming in here with a, uh, a good comment here. Um, saying, I don't love the hardline stances in Broncos country. And, uh, I think that's a, that's an issue beyond Broncos country. That's not a Broncos country issue. That is a humans on the internet issue. Um, <laughs> the truth is Drew has had the deck stacked against him. Teddy has a higher floor, but lower ceiling than Drew. Both are moot if we land Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I like a lot of this here going on, Jeremy. I will push back a little bit because that's what we're here for. Um, but the big thing is uh, Drew Locke having the deck stacked against him. Buddy, that's the NFL, right? This is a salary cap league. He's not in here playing for Alabama going up against, you know, Southern children of the corn state for the blind uh, division two football um, and just blowing teams out of the water. You're going to have to deal with adversity, right? Every single team has to deal with adversity. Good players deal with adversity and uh, how you respond to that adversity. If you can overcome that adversity. Now, those are the guys you want to look for. Drew Locke didn't do it last year. He's going to get another chance in the league. He's too talented, right? There's too much tools here. There's not enough good throwers of the football in the NFL where somebody's going to give Drew Locke a shot. Even if it isn't the Broncos, let's say they get Aaron Rodgers and they move Locke. Locke will land somewhere and get another chance. Um, but, uh, as far as it being stacked against him, I have a hard time having too much sympathy because Broncos had pretty good personnel around him last year. Um, they've been, been investing a heck of a lot of capital offensive line, wide receivers, running backs. Um, and there are some players that do not get that level of investment around them. So that way they can succeed. So while the injuries did happen, you had the sick little bug last year, new offensive coordinator, et cetera, et cetera. These are things that are not. Uh, just singular to Drew Locke. These are things that most NFL players and quarterbacks have to deal with. And if you can't overcome overcome it, you're just going to be a name that's uh, passed by. That's that's just the reality of it. So um, some good comments here. Malcolm has a, another one in here talking about opposing muscle groups need to be developed equally. For example, players that do a lot of squats need to do lots of hamstring curls. And... What happens after a serious injury is the other muscles atrophy. Mm-hmm. And so you see follow-up injuries when someone's coming off of an ACL or an Achilles. Then you see hamstring pulls and groin pulls and that type of stuff. And that's what makes it so hard to recover from it. It's because, like you're saying, it's the other muscle groups that start falling away then too. Um, topic I saw on, uh, on, uh, from one of your fellow publishers um, with the Packers – uh, Bill Huber, PackerCentral.com, was talking about uh, what it's going to cost Aaron Rodgers to not be in camp. And you may know this better than I do, but they used to get, get you know, you get paid 16 or 17 times a year. That was it. Game week checks. I think they've stretched that out a little bit more. But his uh, Aaron Rodgers' base salary is basically it's close to a million dollars a week. 
when during the season. Same. So when he's if he's sitting out, the the fines the, the fines were for for missing training camp is fifty thousand dollars a day. Um, which when you start breaking it down like by day and by the hour, twenty million dollars is a lot of money. We're we're we've kind of forgotten about how much money that actually is because we hear, oh yeah, you know, he's making ten million, fifteen million. That's not that much in the grand. It's like, but on a three hundred and sixty five day calendar, he's making forty thousand dollars a day. <laughs> So at a at eight hundred thousand dollars a week uh, for a game check, you know he's he he can afford. He's he got a, a fifty million dollars signing bonus, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, but Bill also talks about what we've talked about is him just possibly walking away and retiring. He's got to pay back you know, post part of that bonus. You know, he's not coming up with eleven million dollars and paying the Packers to quit. No way. You know, there's no way that's going to happen. So he'll be on a roster somewhere for sure. And it might cost him an extra half a million during uh, during the offseason if he didn't show up at camp. Yeah, I know. That's, uh, that's a good point. And, I mean, is he going to be hurting for money? I don't know. I don't no. know. But we got uh, Charlie coming in here saying if they stop dropping so many balls, then he'll have some talent around him. Well, that's uh, definitely concerning. And the drops from Jury Judy do stand out. But uh, the Broncos last year had 27 dropped passes. 27. Here are the teams above them. With more drop passes, the Bills, 36, Dallas Cowboys, 36, the Dolphins, 36, the Patriots, 34, the Panthers, 33, the Bears, 32, the Steelers, 32, the Bengals, 31, the Browns, 31, the Saints, 29, the Jets, 29, the Eagles, 29, the Jaguars, 28, the Chiefs, 28, the 49ers, 28. So uh, while the Broncos did have drop passes last year, they were pretty close to the league average. Um, so uh, I think that is a, it's not a valid criticism. If you want to criticize Jerry Judy specifically, I think that that is fair. He's something he does have to improve upon. But uh, the actually from a team standpoint, the Broncos were darn near league average in drop passes. So uh, I, I don't know where that narrative's coming from other than uh, people. Somebody threw it out there and it kind of just stuck. Well, and I'll tell you, if we're talking about numbers that are mind-blowing, because like you're saying, it, it sometimes we watch things in a vacuum. And, you know, when you watch a game and you're like, oh, that drop pass, we would have won. Well, they dropped three passes. You know, you, so those are the kind of things you you, you focus on your team. What what, what could have gone a little differently? If it had gone a little bit a little bit differently, uh, you, we, we usually only see that stuff in a vacuum. But the number to me that just blew my mind is, uh, is looking through Mile High Huddle. And, and Thomas Hall had an article that says, two areas Broncos have improved independent of QB position in 2021. And it goes into the cr- turnovers created car- yeah. category for the Denver Broncos. And it said five, five. Is that right? Is that right? Five turnovers in a sixteen-game season is statistically almost impossible. Yeah. Um, so that number's got to improve just through osmosis. That number's <laughs> gonna get better. So if you're talking about you move that number to twenty, all of a sudden you get another turnover a game. Those are game changers. Literally, those are literally game changers. That, that's a statistical anomaly to have uh, to have five takeovers you know i mean uh, uh forced turnovers that's that number is crazy to me so when you talk about the numbers that are stacked against you injuries that's one of them i mean there's drop you know a, a, an exchange delivery five times a year from quarterback to running back that you might fall on a missed snap five times a year for goodness sake so that was a number to me that it was just mind-blowing so that number is going to get better you might get the ball an extra extra time a year this year you should yeah, and I'm I'm looking it up right now on uh, ESPN, and it said the Broncos had 16 takeaways. So I don't know where the five so is. Where's coming the from. five coming from? On, I don't know. We're gonna have to bother uh, Thomas. Let me let me uh, creating turnovers. <laughs> bottom five. That's what bottom it was. Five. 
Okay. Yes, they were bottom five. Bottom five of the NFL. Okay. Yes. Okay. So So. I'm like, no, that's like I said, that seems statistically impossible. Ranking in the bottom five. So that should still get better. You know, with with Vaughn Miller coming back, Patrick Sertain there, that that number is going to improve for sure. Yeah. And part of uh, turnovers, it's kind of like sacks, right? Like it really does depend on your offensive production. Um, that's, that's a big thing. If you have a team that's down by two scores, uh, halfway th- or close to the f- start of the fourth quarter, that team's going to be more aggressive. The quarterback's going to make some decisions that otherwise they wouldn't, they're going to have to be more aggressive to try to get back. And when stuff like that happens, that's when you get your sacks. That's when you get your turnovers. Cause the other team has to take those lower probability, higher risk uh, chances to try to change the game. So, uh, so, didn't have that. So in, in someone, you may have even asked me before, are there any rules you'd change in, in baseball? And for me, it not, wouldn't necessarily be rules, but scoring changes. Mm-hmm. I believe in the forced error. You know, if, I, if I've got Ronald Acuna, someone that can fly down to first base and it's a grounder to shortstop, there's more likely going to be an error yeah. than, than, um, than the catcher hitting. But if there's an error, it counts as uh, it doesn't count on your on-base percentage. So he gets on. But it doesn't count toward, good towards your on-base percentage. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. So what you're saying is by the offense putting pressure on them, you're forcing more errors. You're forcing more turnovers simply because the other side of your game is good. And I, I agree with that. So it's all – it's also another part of that is if you've got a really good defense and you've got an offense that's turning the ball over, that defense loses heart. They, yep. they, they, they start to – they start to wear out. You know, they're like, Jesus Christ, we just got these guys off the field. Yep. And you'll notice that after a turnover, the scoring percentage is higher because they're not quite mentally ready to go back out on the field. Uh, and so, plus the, the, the scoring, the, uh, the field position and all that. Yep. But it's, there's, with the parity in this league, the mental aspects of this game are huge. And that, that's a big part of it, taking care of the ball and, and being able to move the ball and give your defense a break. Yep, and you've, Leading into it last year, the Broncos had a uh, 32 total uh, giveaways, um, led the NFL that way. They also had 23 interceptions, which was three more than the second place team in the Eagles and nine fumbles. Uh, Melvin Gordon has his fair share of uh, things that he needs to look at as well. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully they'll get better there. And that sounds like it's a big, big sticking point for the coaching staff this year. Protect the football. You can't like we were going through, I think, uh, a few weeks ago, going through the Broncos just raw. Uh, defensive stats like how the defense has been good but not that good well if you just look at the yards given up the points etc cetera, etc cetera, doesn't look that good however this defense was constantly put in a bad position because the offense was turning over the the ball like crazy i mean just just left and right turning the ball over and i think the broncos uh, defense also had the worst average starting field position in the nfl as well it goes hand in hand with the turnovers but it's a big issue in the it's, you can't blame the punting game sam martin was a good punter last year. Actually, we're getting into the punting stuff now. We're getting really deep in the weeds. Um, but uh, it's the turnovers, and if they if they clean that up, even even just get to average, they don't have to be the best. If they can get to average rather than the worst in the NFL, this team can improve by two or three games. I mean, outside of points scored, which obvious, like duh, but outside of points scored, there's I don't think there is a statistic that is more indicative on the outcome of the game. Then turnovers and turnover differential. Protect yeah, the ball plus minus the ball turnovers down. for sure. It's definitely more than time of possession. Yeah. Um, you know, that one that one can tell two different stories depending on how the game goes. You know, yeah, I scored four times in two minute drives. <laughs> yeah. I only had it eight minutes. You had it <clears throat> the other twenty two, uh, but it's twenty eight nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've uh, I think the I mean we've seen it like the greatest show on turf, but whatever right now, like the Chiefs don't win the time of possession very often, but that's because they're scoring 40 plus yard touchdowns. And if you can score from, it's much easier. It's not much easier, but 
it gets harder to score when you get closer to the red zone. And the Broncos defense has actually been pretty good at that, the red zone defense. So what do the Chiefs do? They say, well, we know the field gets less. Why are we trying to score touchdowns when we're you know first and goal? Let's score touchdowns from the 50, right? Like we have what much more space. We got space, guys. Let's air it out. So uh, that's good there. Um, we got Air Mason 14 coming in here with the, the close-up picture over on YouTube with a $2 super. Thank you very much, Air Mason. And he said uh, Locke had the worst completion percentage to his wide receivers. I don't have that stats in front of me, um, but uh, he did struggle getting to his wide receivers. Now, to be fair, the Broncos had two separators. Uh, they drafted last year in Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Tim Patrick was more of the general vicinity accuracy guy, and they lost their best guy in Cortland Sutton, who plays above the rim almost as good as anyone in the NFL. Um, so Bach did have that going against him. He missed Sutton a lot. His wide receiver percentage, completion percentage would have been much better if he had Cortland Sutton. Let's make no bones about it. But uh, this is something to, to watch for. It's not like Alex Smith where he didn't throw a single touchdown to a wide receiver in the, whatever that 2014 season or crazy. But uh, you th- they're going to have to work on the rapport, get it better. And uh, if Locke is the start of this year, I do expect them to improve. But uh, not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden. And the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now... The Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Something to watch for. So uh, thank you for the super air, Mason, and a good point. Yep. Um, going through some of these here. Uh, Karaoke Chris, that's uh, someone spent a lot of time when you've got 24 hours of programming to fill on NFL Network or Pro Football Focus. 
says uh, they watched every snap Locke has played and rated 28% of his passes as uncatchable. Um, again, that's a stat in a vacuum. You know, how many of those were under duress? Uh, how many of them were, were, er- were errors from the receivers? Because um, it takes two to tango, literally, on the, in this case. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, that's a concern. Um, finishing up on the point you were making, the point we're making about the, the synergy and stuff and how, you know, there's stats, lies, and statistics. Um, you could have a, a really good passing offense because you're always behind. Mm-hmm. You know, your running game stinks. Well, we were behind 21 to three after seven minutes. <laughs> we, yeah. You know, we had to pass the ball. So, again, you, you have to look at this and you have to, to, to add context to everything you see. And uh, if I just see a number, I, I need to know more. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like the I'm a I, I'm a mathematics guy. I'm a money ball guy. I like all that. But I don't just it's trust but verify for me. What what is causing this? Here's the here's the the data. Now, why? Why is it happening? Because there's going to be a lot of factors that go into that. Yeah. And then just my scientific brain goes into it. I've written more than one uh, analysis out there. So you have your introduction, your methods, your results, and then you have your discussion. And you, the results right now are talking about a stat in a vacuum, but the discussion really gets into the interpretation, why this is happening, and then obviously the conclusion at the end. But, you know, if you can have data out there, and it's good, but it's only as good as the person who is cobbling it together to uh, create the the actual narrative of what's happening and the interpretation of the data. So I'm um, pivoting here to Kenny Booker, one of the staff writers over at Mile High Huddle. Uh, make sure you guys go check out all of our work over at uh, milehighhuddle.com. Uh, and over on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Um, and Kenny, oh, it disappeared. Kenny asked us, what position did we play when we did play growing up? Um, Kenny, I played uh, tight end and uh, defensive end. So uh, I had the long reach. Huge. And uh, unfortunately, tight end was, uh, I wasn't as big as some of the boys on the offensive line. So I didn't get to offensive tackle or whatever. But I mean, we were essentially, it was high school offense. Got some routes out there, but uh, mostly, uh, <laughs> mostly an extension of the offensive line. I started playing soccer at five years old and played year round until I was about 35 years old. So I played yeah. one year of organized football because I was friends with all of the, the guys on the football team. And I knew more about football than they did <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was a football encyclopedia and I was six mm-hmm. one and could fly. Um, you know, they came out. So I play, I, they, they brought me out my senior year in high school. Uh, I played receiver until I started screwing around and kicking a ball after practice. And then the receivers coach was also the special teams coach he made me kicker, and I said, I didn't come out here to kick. I'll kick, but I'm not doing it at practice. So then I went and played safety um, with the defensive backs coach, who was also the track coach, who wanted me to come run track for him. <laughs> yeah. So I got some time at safety until Saturday morning after a football game, I, uh, I tore my knee up playing soccer and got yelled at by my offensive line coach, who was my homeroom teacher, for playing soccer during football season. I'm like, wait, uh, I'm playing football during soccer season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I played one year of organized organized football. Uh, all of my highlights are in practice. And um but I was uh I was a a football encyclopedia and have always been just love the game. It's the greatest it's the greatest team game uh going and and yeah. I, I've, I've just always loved it. And we got another personal question here. Um I'll kick this to you too, Scott, but uh, what's your 40 Nick? Um, the only time I ever ran an official 40 was at a uh, Broncos Colts game. Uh, was that uh, Broncos game where Aqib Tlaib poked Dwayne Allen's eye? I actually ran into a Dwayne Allen at a bar <laughs> after that game was over. He was okay. 
uh, I took got a picture with him. It was a, it was a good time. We had a few drinks actually. <laughs> um, but so what was your forty, Nick? I think I ran and I was in jeans and a coat, but I ran a four two or no, excuse me, four two. Oh my god, I'm playing the NFL. No, a five two nine. I bl- I can't remember. I was guys uh, football time, especially in Iowa City. Sometimes you uh, enjoy a few adult beverages before the game starts. So uh, <laughs> I ran a forty in jeans and a coat, and uh, it was okay. But uh, I definitely didn't train for it, and uh, not the proper gear. And I had a buddy with me, and he actually ran a five point zero one twice he was so freaking upset because he wanted to break that four and a five zero one oh too close i was a i was a four seven guy because i didn't know oh, how to man. run okay. i didn't i didn't know That's how to run though. i could um i was the second fastest guy in because i because playing yeah. soccer i didn't do anything from a stop so you know i'm in a two-point stance running the 40 i had no idea yeah. um you know if top speed there was there was only one guy in our school uh, faster than me, and he still holds a record for the the hundred meters at the school that's now thirty years old. So he was a uh, he was. I was like, there's one guy that's faster than me, but he was a lot faster than me. He was yeah. a ten six, ten five hundred meters guy. Um, I was a let's let's throw the ball out there and see who goes and gets it first, and I was going to yeah. win uh, against anybody except him. So I, I couldn't run forties. Um, we actually had a, a a local trainer come. And they did your 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 forty time from a stop, and then a forty time where you got to start ten yards behind, and it measured your speed, full speed for forty yards. And they said if it's point set, if the difference is like point seven or more, we can help you. And mine was like a difference of like one point two. <laughs> yeah. We got Jeremy coming back in here uh, saying it's interesting. I find myself defending Locke on this show and being accused of hating him on Huddle Up. Well, Jeremy, if uh, you have both sides pointing at you, telling you that you are. Uh, the antithesis that are the antagonist and then you're in a good spot. I would say that I've gotten it both ways as well. I just try to keep it real, right? Like I, if you're coming to this show or whatever show to have people, you know, drear up fan specific narratives or smoke like that, that's, that's not, I'll never be that guy. I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I'll tell you how I feel and I'll try to take talking about feel, but I'll tell you how I feel without taking the emotions out of it. So uh, it's just is what it is, you know, well, and we'll see how it plays me, out. It seems to me like you're pretty balanced then, Jeremy. You know, yes. if, if both sides hate you, then you're doing something right. That's usually how it works. Yep. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, unless you're just a provocateur, you know, unless you're just out there trying to stir up trouble, then, uh, then, you know, I, I kind of said, everybody kind of hates me equally when I was rating draft picks. So I'm like, I must be doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, it's, is what it is. Um, and we got higher learnings. I can hardly even comment on Huddle Up without someone hating on me. Well, you know what? That's, that's just the nature of social media in general, right? People are really tough behind the keyboards. And uh, I do my we're, best to block out that. We're a crowd here at Broncos yeah. for breakfast. It's too yes. early for hate. We're all about yes. the love. We want, we want the love. You know, it's you never too early in for the morning, you know, instead of coming down and you got your caffeine hangover coming at six o'clock in the evening, you know, when you're, you're coming, you're, you're, your uh, caffeine is away and you haven't eaten yet before dinner. Yeah. People are angry. It's almost like being in Florida. I said all the divorces, everybody I know in Florida has gotten divorced. Everybody, you know, I grew up, I never even saw divorces in Georgia and my family's in Ohio. So the heat, the heat makes people angry and everybody's running around half naked anyway. So with, with their tank tops and, and swimsuits that, that uh, it's the heat. So for us, we're all about the love of Broncos for breakfast. Yeah. And uh, well, Peter is just a nice guy. He's saying it's not too early, too early there. It's evening here. It's exactly six o'clock over in Turkey. So, uh, Peter, thank you for joining us. And uh, hopefully this this we always enjoy your comments, Peter. You're, you're a great, uh, great member of this community. So uh, we appreciate you and, uh, you know, prioritizing us. I always think it's I get a kick out of it when we're doing the nighttime shows and uh, Peter joins in. It's like it's 3 a.m. here. It's like, 
oh my god, Peter, what's going on? Are you okay? sleep, man? So I got third shift. I got shirt. Well, I'm glad we can help you help you through it. Otherwise, yeah. if I'm up at three, it's because I'm getting up to like go pee for the second time. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we got, we're wrapping up here. So um, unless any supers come in, I'll have to pull out the uh, the air horn to uh, to get in some uh, buzzer beaters. But uh, over over coming in here. Um, and you told us how to pronounce your name. I think I pronounced it wrong. Or so let us know in the comments. You've been active today, so I need to get that right because you are you're becoming a quick quickly becoming a great member of this Broncos for Breakfast community here over in Israel. Um, a question: Who is a dark horse 2021 2020 draft pick that will be a starter or have a major impact going forward? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, let me see. Going over this roster right now, kind of a dark horse. I'm going to go with Kerry Vincent Jr. Um, he, there was apparently some attitude questions, but he was a decently highly rated player over at uh, Louisiana state and uh, slot, slot defenders, nickel cornerbacks, the smaller guys, um, they tend to be devalued in the NFL draft or in contracts in general, but you can find starters, good starters day three of the NFL draft. And I think that's what you're going to get with Kerry Vincent jr. I think you might not see him this year, but I think he's got a real chance to end up being that uh, starting cornerback. And I think he is the degrees of freedom more talented, better football player, more athletic than uh, a Sang Bassey um, who played the undrafted free agent last year for the Broncos. So I think Kerry Vincent Jr. is a dark horse that could end up being a, uh, a starter because in today's NFL, you need five defensive backs listed as starters. I don't need to hear the nose tackle or that third linebacker anymore when they announce the linebackers. Sorry. If I go, and if, if I go a draft pick to talent ratio, it's Seth Williams. Mm, Without okay. a doubt. Um, you know, he's a six round guy with first round talent, literally. So if he puts it together, he's absolutely a dark horse because he's got huge upside and potential. He just it never fully clicked for him at Auburn for one reason or another, and part of that's offensive running the quarterbacks they got. But he is a huge talent. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seth, Seth Williams, uh, wide receiver. Ophir, appreciate it. Yeah, and it's Ophir. Yes, gotta remember that one. And also talking about like having differing opinions. It's not like we're talking about like you know something really difficult out here. It's football. You can have different opinions on football. Uh, but however, if, uh, if I do push on you or I say something and you push on me, you better be able to back it up, right? Like that's, you kind of want to dig in there and dive into it. You don't just want to throw out like, you know, BS out there, but if you can have different, uh, opinions based in reality, um, you can get into it and have a good time discussing it. It's like your friends at the bar, you know, like talking about who's the, the best ever. I, I might go to bat actually for the best quarterback ever being Peyton Manning. I'm sorry. If you put him on those Patriots teams in the two thousands with those perennial top five defenses we might be talking a different a different outcome but uh is what it is um so uh me and nick are, from diamond rattler uh, me and nick argue all the time it's all in good fun don't take it too serious and that's the big thing too don't take yourself too serious right like that's, an, that's we're just out here having fun and uh filling uh filling in some uh some talk and narrative uh from you know nine to five every day and uh eventually we're all gonna die so just, just try to try yeah. to do yourself <laughs> I'll see a hand around there. Um, Jeez, I don't need to be reminded of that. I need some more coffee, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually faking it. I got this full of water because I already have my coffee. Too much coffee in the morning, and I'm really, really uncomfortable. Um, I, but the, I want everybody to watch this. I want you to watch this on TV. The props in TV and movies, the coffee, the coffee is always empty, and it mm. bothers me. Pay attention. They'll deliver a cup. They'll have a top on it, and you can tell by the way it moves. It's always empty. You fill it up with water or something. It's not that hard. Yeah, and we got uh, Karaoke Chris coming in here. Who do you think will end up at right tackle? I don't think that person is on the Broncos roster right now. Um, it probably would, best case scenario, it would be Calvin Anderson. 
I know that he is very active on social media. And if you say something about him, he will find it and uh, comment on it or like it. Um, but uh, it's for good or for better or for worse. Um, but I think the guy who ends up being the Broncos right tackle isn't currently on the roster. That's my opinion. I think mid June, right? Mid June. Yep. And a lot of those guys are, uh, a lot of those guys are veterans and they don't even want to be there for OTAs anyway. Right. It's like, Oh, you know, I'll come in for physical. We'll see what's going on. I'm not going to sign that contract until a little bit later, just cause I don't need to go through <laughs> that. I've been through that the ringer before. So I think did Eric Fisher just sign with the Colts yesterday or he was getting close. Did that happen? I don't know. I didn't see okay. it. I was, I was sorry. I was, I was actually reading. Uh, like I said, sometimes when you start talking about Broncos starters at right tackle, I start reading the comments. <laughs> yeah. And we got uh, Diamond Rattler coming here saying Baron Browning, Broncos country needs to watch him. That's a dark horse. Well, Baron Browning was in my top 40 prospects, so I have a hard time putting him in as a dark horse myself. That's why I went with Kerry Vincent Jr. But uh, Baron Browning was my favorite Broncos pick based on the slot um, in the entire class, maybe even in, in the entire draft. I loved Baron Browning. And I'm not sure if he's going to be a Will. I'm not sure if he's going to be a Sam, kind of that two-point guy. Um, but they're going to have this year to kind of move him around, figure out where he works best. But he's got length. He's got athleticism. Um, Twitch, uh, not sure about the bend, but he is a fun player. They're going to figure out a way to use him. Worst case scenario, last pick of the third round, he's going to be a dynamic special teams player. But I think you're going to get better than that. I think you're going to get better than that. Yeah, there's there was a lot of there was a lot to like in this draft. And uh, yeah. you know, I, saw, I saw one of the comments, you know, when I started talking a little bit about, you know, trust the coaches, trust the GM. Like I said, I trust them to do what they think is right. I don't mm-hmm. trust them to be right. And and that's OK. You know, I mean, it's like, well, I trust George Payton because, you know, he's really good. He's still going to make mistakes. You know, and and would you would you bet your life that that Justin Fields wasn't the right pick there? And that's what we're here to discuss. You know, I'm not going to yeah. say he was wrong. Um, you know, I like the Sertan pick. That's who I said at the very first time we did this show was Patrick Sertan of the Broncos at nine. Um, but you know, there's nobody gets them all right. Nobody. So you know, and that's what we're here for. It's not. It's not to to uh, to, to talk about options. What could happen? What might happen? So. Um, I just wanted to make sure I was clarifying on that. I'm not here saying that, you know, I know more. I'm saying that they just don't know at all. <laughs> yep. And I mean, we see it every, let's just look at history. Teams make bad decisions all the time. <laughs> I mean, the Broncos paying Juwan James, bad decision. We have hindsight now to say that, but uh, these guys are not infallible in any way. They're not immaculate. They make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. You can't predict the future. You just can go based on your, uh, experiences in life and the information that you have on hand to make the most educated decision possible. And that's all you can ask for. Um, so uh, guys, I think that's probably going to wrap it up here today for Broncos for breakfast. We appreciate everybody who participated in the chat uh, at all, but also we want to give a shout out to everybody who uh, was kind enough to drop a super chat in here for us today to keep the lights on, to make sure that Chad creates the, uh, the live stream link before we're supposed to go live. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Steven Baumgartner, Mike Givens, Mike 5.56, who came in twice today. Uh, Malcolm Brown, who I think also came in twice down in Ogden, Kansas. And uh, Air Mason. So everybody who contributed Super Chats today, helping keep the lights on, helping keep this show viable. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of you guys. Um, and uh, man, that's it's really, it's mind-blowing that we can be here every morning, talk football, and you guys can join us. And we can just do something like this. I mean, we're really just a couple of guys shooting the shooting the breeze talking some football and it's it's a great time and we got Kalen saying good show today uh we got peter saying i'll get some stars on here on thursday well peter obviously and we appreciate the super chats but 
by no means do you guys have to super or stars or anything to contribute to the chat. We love everybody in here and we appreciate you guys just joining us in general. Jason O'Neill saying, well done. Karaoke Chris saying, thanks guys, go Broncos. Um, so yeah, higher learning saying, uh, thanks Nick and Scott. Have a great day. Charlie Beagle saying, we're all going to die. Thank you, Charlie. I, th- I think Charlie needs some more coffee. I do too. Uh, George, don't think, don't, remember those things in elementary school that you thought were going to be the end of your world. And then like, as you grow up, you're like, yeah, that didn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of how yep. I try and go through life in a year. I'm not going to care about what I cared about yesterday. Be sure to like the show before you die. Thank you very much. <laughs> God, we're getting really nihilistic. I mean, might have to go put on some Rick and Morty while I'm getting my stuff together this morning. Um, but guys, that's going to do it for Broncos for breakfast. Make sure you follow the mothership at Mile High Huddle, where all of our content is um, all the time. Oh, if you guys are joining us on YouTube, please, please subscribe, like, and share. That helps us a heck of a lot. Um, if you're joining us on the Facebook side of things, like Charlie Beagle says, drop a like before you die. Um, that's that's just a good good advice in general. Maybe sooner, you know, the, the sooner the better. <laughs> the sooner the better. Also, uh, speaking about getting things done, uh, make sure that you follow uh, Scott's YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. I'm going to drop the chat uh, in the comment section here. So that way you guys can click on it. It'll take you to Scott's channel. He's working on a bunch of stuff and I'll let him plug that here before we get out of here. Um, but uh, make sure you follow that. That helps us a heck of a lot. That helps Scott a heck of a lot. Also follow us both on Twitter. We are, I'm very active on Twitter. My wife would say too active, but I'm addicted. What can I say? It's just too much fun. It's such a, it's such a fun medium. I, I love Twitter Ugh, too much, but uh, follow me at Nick Kendall MHH and follow Scott at Scout Kennedy and Scott, uh, you want to t- tell us what you're, what's going on. I know sure, you talked about it earlier. Think, you know, one on? of my, one of my YouTube, uh, commenters said, can you start talking about, uh, like the best teams you ever saw? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And not only can I do that, I can start bringing in people from all around the country. So what do you think, Nick, you want to do a, a best ever show is what I'm doing it. I'm calling it best ever with Scott Kennedy. I'm, I know I'm real, real, uh, original there, but time to brand my own name. Right. So would you be interested in talking about your favorite moments, favorite players, your best team, all 22s with the Denver Broncos next week? Maybe we could do that. I am 100% game. And I will say I am going to be here next Tuesday, but I'm going to need you to carry the load because I will be uh, from the day before I will have hiked out uh, with a 40 pound pack. And that's okay. uh, I thought that was today. So <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, that's next week. So, but I will be, I will be joining you guys Tuesday. I will be here Tuesday morning, but I will be, struggling i'm assuming because i will have hiked 14 miles out and uh carrying my pack but it's gonna be a good time i'm really excited i actually did a few hikes this weekend it was great i went up to lake serene saw an avalanche from across the way have you ever seen an avalanche scott oh my god it's absolutely incredible waterfalls for me i've seen i've seen water avalanches that's 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 my my thing i have not seen an avalanche it was absolutely incredible and then uh i also did a mailbox peak outside of seattle i did uh woke up got to the trailhead at uh 4.30 4.30 a.m., hiked in dark, and then watched the sunrise over Mount Rainier in in the distance and did uh, nine miles and 4,000 feet of elevation in about four hours. So uh, I'm tired. Well, <laughs> you know, our, our uh, former colleague and, and good friend Mark Patterson is sitting up on, you can find him at NFL for summits or something. like. I, I'll, I'll plug him last time, but he's, he's finishing his seventh summit. He's going to be the first NFL player to climb, former NFL player to climb all seven summits, and he's up on Mount Everest right now finishing his seventh and the NFL network is doing a documentary on it. So all, all cool stuff, all, all cool stuff. I think we're near, I think Seattle is just gorgeous. So yeah, <laughs> water avalanche from karaoke, Chris. And I'm sure uh, you're talking George, about, am that. I going to do a city Chelsea preview? Maybe. 
uh, maybe. I'm actually interested in Chelsea Arsenal tomorrow just mm. because I hate Willian so much um, that I, I watch I, I watch Arsenal and I watch every Arsenal game. I watch every Chelsea game. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But I appreciate everybody being here. I appreciate, uh, again, after we do these, I see so many people come through as new subscribers. Thank all of you. I can't do it on there or I'd respond to you. Thanks for subscribing. If you leave a comment, I'm going to tell you. Thank you for subscribing for subscribing yeah. so but nick you got to go to work uh there's probably I something i got to do i'll just have to figure it out <laughs> so we'll see you guys again on thursday morning 8 a.m same time same place if you guys have anything that you want us to touch on to you know marinate it put it on the uh put it in the coffee so that way we can talk about it uh thursday morning please hit get get a get at us on twitter um but we'll be back thursday morning 8 a.m broncos for breakfast we'll see you guys then until then stay safe we love y'all go broncos not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 